Not yet. Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Yeah, Jamie Joshua Live coming to you here from New Hampshire. Um, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. Yeah, we got some Bernie supporters here. They're clapping everything. Uh, congratulations to the Panthers for winning Super Bowl 50. Uh, tonight on the show, we're going to caucus. Iowa had their chance on Monday, and uh, I'm here in New Hampshire, as I said. <laughs> Tuesdays in New Hampshire primaries, so uh, we're looking for Trump to uh, try to push Ted Cruz out of the way. I'll have J.P. Fresh calling in in just a few moments with a rather raucous Republican debate last night, as always. Um, very uh, well done. No problems at all bringing out the candidates to the stage. Anyway, here's an interesting exchange between Chris Christie. It was actually my match for a 2016 presidential candidate. Um, he wasn't my guy initially, but when I filled out that form that I sent to everybody out there, all of you fucks listening, give <laughs> you match up the best with I got Chris Christie. Now, uh, we got we got some Bernie people here in, in attendance here in New Hampshire. Uh, what do you think about Chris Christie uh, and what he did trying to uh, – Call Marco Rubio out last night. Who the fuck is Chris Christie? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's go into what happened here. This was from the debate, Republican debate last night. Senator Rubio, I want to stay on the issue of readiness to be president and experience. Governor Christie warning voters here in New Hampshire against voting for another first-term senator as America did with Barack Obama. And Senator Santorum, who we all know dropped out of the race just this week and endorsed you, had a hard time when asked on national television listing your accomplishments as senator. I will say if politics becomes and the presidency becomes about electing the people who have been in Congress or in the Senate the longest, we should all rally around Joe Biden. He's been around a thousand years. And let's dispel once and for all with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Barack Obama is undertaking a systematic effort to change this country, to make America more like the rest of the world. The fact is, Marco, you shouldn't compare yourself to Joe Biden, and you shouldn't say that that's what we're doing. You have not been involved in a consequential decision where you had to be held accountable. The fact is, when you talk about Hezbollah Sanctions Act that you list as one of your accomplishments and just did, you weren't even there to vote for it. That's not leadership, that's truancy. I think the experience is not just what you did, but how it worked out. Under Chris Christie's governorship of New Jersey, they've been downgraded nine times in their credit rating. We don't need to add to it by electing someone who has experience at running up and, and destroying the credit rating of his state. Let's dispel with this fiction that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. And let's, let's dispel, dispel with, with this fiction, fiction that Barack Obama, Obama doesn't, doesn't know, know what he's, he's doing. doing. He, he knows, knows exactly what he's doing. doing. You see, everybody, I want the people at home to think about this. That's what Washington, D.C. does. The drive-by shot at the beginning with incorrect and incomplete information, and then the memorized 25-second speech that is exactly what his advisors gave him. When you're President of the United States, when you're a governor of a state, the, the memorized 30-second speech where you talk about how a great America is at the end of it doesn't solve one problem for one person. It's a fine job. I'm glad you ran for it. But it does not prepare you for President of the United States. Chris, your state got hit by a massive snowstorm two weeks ago. You didn't even want to go back. They had to shame you into going back. And then you stayed there for 36 hours. 
Those are, those are the facts. Here's the bottom line. This notion that Barack Obama doesn't know what he's doing is just not there true. There it is. He knows exactly what he's doing. There it is. The memorized 25-second speech. Well, that's the, that's there the it is, reason everybody. why this campaign is so important. You know what the shame is, Marco? The shame is that you would actually criticize somebody for showing up to work, plowing the streets, getting the trains run back on time, when you've never been responsible for Chris, that in your entire life. It gets very Governor unruly Christine. when he gets off his talk. Thank you, Governor. Yeah, that was Chris Christie calling Marco Rubio out for his, as you heard, he continued to say the same lines over and over. But this is the kind of thing, um, kind of thing that happens in uh, politics. You know, everyone lies. Everyone, I, I, like my friend told me, always remember, like that. Pretty much most of what these candidates say is bullshit. <laughs> so you're gonna be lying, and 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 Marco Rubio comes off like like really prepared. He's, he's He's like I would I would liken him to a robot, a robot of sorts. Now, uh, and and you got a good example of it there. And uh, Chris Christie being a prosecutor, he's not going to take that kind of shit. But anyway, uh, we'll see how we'll see how that affects uh, good old Marco heading into this Tuesday New Hampshire primary. Now we just had the Iowa caucuses on Monday, and uh, as you know from the beginning of the show, I present nothing but facts here, factual information on Jamie Joshua Live. Since 1972, the only Republican candidate to have won both the Iowa caucuses and the presidency was George W. Bush in the year 2000. That's one guy since 1972 on the Republican side. Uh, Rick Santorum won four years ago in 2012. Mike Huckabee, I mean Mike Huckabee, won in 2008. Bob Dole won in 96 and 88. So, so Ted Cruz now joins that fine list of fucks, you know, you know that. They say kind of like whoever wins Iowa is actually it's just showing you who the loser is going to be. <laughs> so we're looking for Donald Trump to a uh, who's polling very high in New Hampshire, South Carolina, of course Nevada. He has the big tall Trump Hotel there in uh, Nevada. And uh, you've actually uh, seen this Trump Hotel? Yeah, I saw it. Big gold building. It's a uh... Six up higher than everything else there. Now, you think that's part of his ego to have to have the biggest hotel on the strip where you can see it from everywhere on the strip? Yeah, I feel that's mm-hmm. definitely part of his ego. Yeah, um, so Donald Trump has an ego. Uh, when he masturbates, he thinks about himself, as uh, Seth MacFarlane had, had once said famously. So uh, for someone such as H. Bush... And Donald Trump have been having some great moments all throughout these debates. Uh, Trump pulled Jeb Bush's wife into it. <laughs> so, so more more funniness happened last night during this uh, debate with uh, Trump and Jeb Bush, which which we've come to expect. So uh, this is a uh, Jeb trying to call him out for something, and and Trump being Trump, and then the audience kind of a. Uh, Turning on Trump, but then Trump says something kind of interesting that I'm going to get to here after I play this here clip. What Donald Trump did was use him in a domain to try to take the property of an elderly woman on the strip in Atlantic City. That is not public purpose. That is downright wrong. Here's the problem with that. 
The problem was it was to tear down. It was to Jeb tear down. Be, he wants to be a to tough guy. Down, he wants to be a tough guy. It tonight. was to tear down. I didn't the take house, the property. And the net I, result I was you tried. I didn't and take you the lost property. In the court. The woman ultimately didn't want to do that. I that is not away, true. And, and the simple fact that I is to turn this into a limousine parking lot for his casinos is not a public use. And in Florida, based on what we did, we made that impossible. It is part of our constitution. That's the better approach. That is the conservative approach. Mr. Trump, take 30 seconds. Well, let, let me just, you know, he wants to be a tough guy. A lot of times, you'll have, you'll have, and, and it doesn't work very well with How tough is it a to lot take of a times, property from you, an elderly talk, woman? Let me talk. Quiet. How a tough is it? A lot of times, a lot of times, that's all of his donors and special interests <laughs> out there. So, that's what it is. That's what, and by the way, let me just tell you, we needed tickets. You can't get them. You know who has the tickets for the, I'm talking about to the television audience, donors, special interests, the people that are putting up the money. So it is. The RNC told us we have all donors in the audience. And the reason they're not loving me, the reason they're not, excuse me, the reason they're not loving me is I don't want their money. I'm going to do the right thing for the American public. I don't want their money. I don't need their money. And I'm the only one up here that can say that. Eminent domain, the Keystone Pipeline, do you consider that a private job? I you, consider, you consider it a public that, use. No, no, let me ask you, Jeb. Do you consider the Keystone Pipeline use. private? It's is it public, public or private? It's a public use. Oh, really? A, a public use? No, yeah. it's a private job. It's a public it's use. It's a private Established job. Established by the courts, federal, state You courts. wouldn't have the Keystone Pipeline that you want so badly without eminent domain. All right, exactly. You I wouldn't agree. have massive, excuse me, Josh, you wouldn't have massive factories without eminent domain. Gentlemen, we do have to move forward. Back on the air live from New Hampshire, Jamie Joshua here. Um, JP Fresh who's, uh, should be calling in any moment. Um, um, my my guest here tonight, because we were going to caucus. Now today, I sent to everyone on Facebook asking them who they want to be the president. You know, Iowa had their chance. You know, so now it's our chance to say. And uh, main winner of that poll that I put up was Bernie Sanders. I'd say he got the majority. One one girl said she wanted Jeb Bush. <laughs> and uh, uh, my good friend, uh, the DRC, Ben Carson, is his guy. And Ben Carson has not, you know, been very fairly by the media. He, they barely go to him in the debates. At one debate, he was like, well, <laughs> I asked a question like 20 minutes in. He was like, well, I'm surprised you came to me so soon. <laughs> I was going to ask you to wake me up <laughs> when you got to me. <laughs> Uh, what do you? Uh, we're here with the uh, Bernie Sanders supporters here in New Hampshire. What do you think? Uh, what is it about Bernie that you like? Bernie's just a real life dude, man. <laughs> I believe you put in quote, "He's the bleep damn man today." Yeah, I said that. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> do you know anything about uh, Dr. Ben Carson? No, not really. I don't know who that is. <laughs> And this is, this is what Ben Carson was referring to. Is, uh, pretty much everyone in the uh, mainstream media is uh, pretty much uh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Like, show me a story that's not about Trump, and I'll give you a dollar, but you won't have many dollars. Like, Trump has pretty much been pimping the media. But what he said there in that, that clip there in that exchange with Jeb Bush from last night was that only people from, you know, people's campaigns that are special interest people get tickets to those debates. So, you know, when you hear... 
Trump booed, essentially, that's because there are people from, say, Ted Cruz's campaign or someone else's pack of people and click. So uh, I'm not so sure, but that, but that kind of seems legitimate to me that maybe maybe that's the case. But uh, Trump, Trump, at the same time, you can't you cannot believe him um, as far as you can throw him because uh, there was actually a radio, and this is my favorite moment by far, someone was telling me about um, a show where they played Donald Trump a clip of something that he said the other day, something that had to do with Afghanistan. And Donald Trump then said, that's not what I said. <laughs> they were like, well, we just played the audio of you saying it two days ago. And Donald Trump said, that's not what I said, <laughs> which, is what, which is what Ted Cruz pretty much did the uh, latest uh, Fox News debate. You know, they played clips of him from you know 2013, different things he's changed his position on. They were confronting him about this change in his position to you know get votes in Iowa, which you know I guess worked. Uh, yeah, Ted Cruz is just a, a gifted liar <laughs> politician, the most gifted liar to run for president. Uh, kind of resembles a, a coyote to me. Like a, when I look at Ted Cruz, I I'm not pleased. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not real pleasing to my eyeballs, which is why I thought, you know, Marco, Marco Rubio would be doing so well because I'd be a big part of it. You know, do you remember John Edwards who ended up being a vice president uh, candidate? It's like, just because looks, you know, do mean something still in today's society with the exception of Adele's success. Looks do mean something. I mean, you know, if Britney Spears didn't look good, she wouldn't have been a pop icon <laughs> doing those kind of crap songs that she had, such as, such as Oops, uh, Oops, I Did It Again and whatnot. So, so, so it's like when you look at Donald Trump, who's clearly a bullfrog with a wig on, and Ted Cruz looks like a coyote, and then, you know, I, I, anyway, I'm getting off track here. But Jeb Bush, you know, he still seems so confident. So that's the thing that is worrisome to me. You know, I think he has something up his sleeve because, as you recall, you know, in Florida, he pretty much made sure that George W. Bush won Florida. So I'm thinking, like, you know, Jeb Bush, he's still so confident. Like, oh no, Trump is not going to get the nomination. You know, anytime you ask him, no, 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 I'm not worried. I'm not worried. <laughs> so do you remember how um, Al Gore actually pretty much when they did the popular, uh, uh, you know. Vote and everything. Al Gore, by all standards, won the election. You remember this in 2000. Yeah, the uh, Bush-Al Gore election thing, right? Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, he got screwed out of that. And um, Jeb Bush was actually there in Florida, the governor of Florida. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. So would you would you say that you would trust uh, Jeb Bush? No. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not talking like I'm not going to trust someone with a <laughs> that sounds made up. Jeb. <laughs> Jeb with an exclamation mark <laughs> to make him seem so much more exciting. So they heard it from uh, now uh, somebody saying, yeah, I'm not, not going to fucking trust Jeb Bush. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Marco Rubio, uh, maybe a robot. Uh, Ted Cruz, another thing he did, and it's been all over all the other shows. I didn't really want to talk about it on Jamie Joshua Live, <laughs> but, uh, he was basically not him himself, but people in his campaign were telling people on Monday that Ben Carson had quit since uh, Carson said that he was going home to rest. Like, uh, yeah, you know, whatever happens in Iowa, whatever, I'm just going to go home. Uh, I believe he lives in uh, Florida or something. But, but yeah, they started telling everyone that uh, Ben Carson had quit. So, you know, 
you know, you don't want to vote for for Trump, so vote for me. And this is actually what Trump said, you know, pretty much cost him Iowa, even though Trump in many interviews said he didn't expect to win Iowa. So uh, that's very true. You know, Cruz was able to get all those Ben Carson uh, supporters claiming that he quit, which uh, Ben Carson, again, last night, looking very serious, serious look in his eye, <laughs> pretty much telling everyone, Yes, uh, I know what Ted Cruz just said. He said he was sorry for that, and uh, but no, bullshit. <laughs> just came up. Ben Carson just continues to get screwed time and time again. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, so I think we pretty much covered everyone beside Kasich, um, John Kasich uh, here from Ohio. Oh, oh, I'm not in Ohio. I'm in New Hampshire. Never. <laughs> but yeah. Um, He's pretty much said that if he doesn't do well in New Hampshire here Tuesday, that he's going home. So uh, that'll be him dropping out because, uh, you know, you know a long shot when you see it, and we don't think Kasich is going to win or play second or third in New Hampshire. You know, if anything, maybe Christie will go up a little bit, but it'll still be those top Trump, Rubio, and Cruz. So basically, Kasich's out of the race. Carson's being trumped and railroaded. Jeb has something up his sleeve, a, a sneaky... Uh, uh, fuck, I, I think that something here is gonna got gonna happen. With, with he's just too confident to me. You know, he looks like the cat that ate the canary. <laughs> but anyway, uh, as far as uh, New Hampshire and uh, South Carolina, Nevada, a lot of places and primaries. Um, what it all comes down to is a general election, and uh, a lot of people think that um, it doesn't matter who you uh, vote for, like a. Uh, doesn't matter. Like none of this stuff matters. Like my own brother said it during uh, the Super Bowl tied. He was like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter who wins anyway." Like, like do you feel that it's uh, feel that it's important for people to go out and actually vote? Do you think that it matters that who the president is? Or? I think so. Like, you can't expect change if you never try to find change. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people are anti-establishment which is why the outsiders, such as Carson and Trump, are doing so well. But at the same time, I think it was Bill Maher who actually said that, uh, yeah, it's my, it's my bathroom. There's water flooding everywhere, bathtubs overflowing, and just shit coming out of the toilet. Yeah, I'm going to call anybody but a plumber to fix it. It doesn't seem uh, very logical. So you look at uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, the one thing – I was going to ask my guest tonight, Josh, J.P. Fresh, who has not called in yet, and has some explaining to do to me at some point later on. This is a live show. Um, um, it's like the second or third time someone hasn't called in. Maybe his phone died. Sometimes the guests will be like, oh, my phone died. I was letting the charge. And I'm like, fucker, we're coming on the air live at 11. You know, you, you got to be ready. <laughs> but um, the, um the one question I was going to ask, and you're a Bernie supporter, um, the one question I was going to bring up and raise to him, the one thing that I, I uh, question about Bernie is, is the fact that he wants to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, which he calls the living wage. And this is one of the big things his whole campaign's going on, again, of course, going against Wall Street and everything. But uh, is that something that could actually happen? Like, can you actually raise the minimum, minimum wage to $15 an hour, you know, say, like, uh, McDonald's is always brought up, but just anywhere. Like, you raise it to $15. Wouldn't that mean, like, more and more people are getting replaced with computers, 
you know, and machines and actual people wouldn't have actual jobs because it's going to cost the employer less to just, oh, yeah, pay $100,000 for some touch screen or some kind of machine or device to replace a person instead of having to pay them $15 an hour. So, like, like is that something that, like, people say, you know, yeah, if you actually do that, then, yeah, we're going to be, be in a bigger hole financially and it's not going to be fun when the bill comes in. You know, maybe fifteen dollars too much, but what do you? What? How do you feel about that? I think he's honestly raising the bar high. He's aiming high to maybe hit somewhere in the middle, maybe ten, eleven. Just kind of hoping for something around there, because fifteen I feel is like a little too high. But ten, eleven, I feel like he would definitely do with the way he wants to tax or raise Wall Street taxes and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, like you, you know, like if you're asking for this much to get paid this much, yeah, I want fifteen. You know. They were going to pay you eight, you know, I want 15, maybe they'll give you 12, meet somewhere in the middle. Like, you ask for this, this up here, you know, they were going to give you this down here, you need to get something like this. <laughs> yeah, I think that's totally what he's going for with that. Yeah, so that, that's, a, that's a good answer there from <laughs> from a Bernie Sanders supporter of Chuck here that we have here in New Hampshire. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess um, I'm going to have to uh, sign off here. It's just uh, one more thing. Um, uh and you can uh, clap or you can boo. Uh, should we build a big ass wall at the border of Mexico? Oh. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. You people there at home you, that are listening to the show, you know, think about your stance on uh, immigration. If you're not an actual immigrant yourself, <laughs> all these things going on because more and more people are starting to jump on that. We should build a wall. Ted Cruz has. Someone else did. They're all stealing Trump's. You know. Uh, what do you call it, meal tickets? They <laughs> see, oh, yeah, he's doing well with that, so now I'm going to be uh, all anti-immigration and all of a sudden that. Yeah, so just keep your eyes open and your, uh, your, your brain going when you're dissecting these people, knowing that, you know, most of the candidates are lying or, or you know, like we covered the $15 an hour thing. Like, you know, yeah, you say 15 that's going to clearly get everyone on your side, but then, you know, you know, if you can't do that or if you shoot a little lower, you know, still like $12. What is the minimum wage right now? What? Eight seventy-five. I thought it was like seven fifty. <laughs> but I get, I get paid a lot here to do this, produce this radio show, so <laughs> I'm certainly not hurting. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I guess that's going to be Jamie Joshua Live here for tonight. we got a three-part series coming up with Save Your Soul here this month. It's going to be really interesting to get a get to hear everything about the long um, history and the uh, music and, and what it's like to be a, a artist coming up on, here on the scene. Uh, yeah, uh, Jamie Joshua Live here from New Hampshire. 